0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you. This is Jim the Keys, bartender. How are you today? Once again, a beautiful day in the Keys. Like I say all the time, if you really want to find out the weather, all you do is look at the Weather Channel or walk outside. Maybe not where you are, but here it's lovely, it's warm, and uh, we, it seems like we have the Keys all to ourselves. Not not like one of those dystopian futures where everyone has died. But it just seems like when you go to the grocery store, there's just locals walking around. They don't know what to do now. They're used to going shopping real quick and getting out. And then when they see no one's there at the local grocery store, they say, well, I'll, I'll just get some of the stuff that I need. Some more stuff. There's no lines. You can... Imagine when you walk up to a place instead of having to pick one with the shortest line, you're picking one. You're just hoping that everyone has a customer. I mean, this cashiers without customers—that's the way it is today. Where we are, and it's beautiful, breezy, and all that. Uh, I went and did, got a lot accomplished today. I did my I did my workout, and then I. Did an impromptu spin class because it had been canceled, but three, four people had shown up for it. So they came into the gym and asked me if I was interested. I felt like Rudolph. You know, when Santa said, you know, hey, Rudolph, you guide my slant, will you take this spin class? Because it was canceled, but three, there's there were four people, four people, not that many, but there it goes. But it was nice. It was right at the end. I, I was finished. If you're familiar with workout routines, I find it. I like to do my lifting first and then I do my cardio second. But everyone has a way of doing it. They had their body reacts better. It warms up better. Like I'll go easy on the weights and then I'll work through that, work through it, do weights, cable systems and stuff like that. Do my sit ups and, and then I go and do my cardio, which is such drudgery. I have to do cardio. I don't love doing cardio. I just do it. I know I feel better if I do it. So here I am. I'm wrapping up my exercise, and they come walking in the gym, and I have to start doing my cardio and say, Jim, you want to take over to spin class? It starts in five minutes. And I go, okay. Game on. Cardio's done. I got to do it now. Now I got to do it 45 minutes. And then I had some notary work to do, and some shopping and I mowed the lawn and I got it all done before 1 and I got around to do the podcast it's nothing like the feeling of being accomplished I have to do actually a, I have to do a little more though I have to do a little more work on the podcast and I just want to talk to you address the episode numbers people may look at it and say what is all this shit at 665-4 counting backwards, dash 2, dash 1. Why are you doing that? Well, me being slightly OCD, I thought it was more appropriate to do the last podcast right before Halloween and have that episode be 666. Because of the connotations that 666 has a number. You know, a sign of the Antichrist, the devil, whatever. I think that first came about in the movie Omen, back in the late seventies. Kid had like six, six, six on the background. I mean, on on his back of his head, tattooed on the back of his head. So I'm, I was numbering it that way, and I figure, what's the matter? It's only a number, like age. It's only a number. It changes. So. I'm not really concerned about the number of... Uh, you know, if you're familiar with math- mathematics, between one and two, there is an infinite amount of numbers. And you might say, no, there's, it's only one and two. No, there's... Uh, and for most of us realize that, and some of you, if you're not thinking about it, there are fractionals. Right? So you can start out as 1.000000 to the Googleplex. You can count forever between 1 and 2. You get it? Now you get it. Because, you know, I can, do, I can do dash 10 to the 12th power. Dash episode 665 to 10 to the 26th power. How's that? I'm not going to do that once I get close to 666, I hope. And then I'll have to do the episode on Halloween. And maybe uh, I'll try to do something special. To get back into the bartender things thing, since this is the Keys bartender show, and I like to start with a little thing at least related to bartending, I did share with you yesterday that on Sunday I took the wife to an orchid festival in Homestead, Florida, which is right up the road, about 30 miles from where we're from, 35 miles. And, uh, you know, and what do you find in an orchid festival? There's a bunch of orchids, and she' like, what, it, you know, going to an orchid festival, a senior thing to say, you know? And years ago, I may have not had the strength of fortitude to say I went to an orchid festival and there are different people that go to an orchid festival you know that they're not all old there's younger people there there's people that are like orchids around their house so you're purchasing them people there's people that just there's an orchid thing Have you ever seen the movie the mule it's a Clint Eastwood movie directed and acted in by Clint Eastwood and he starts out... I think he's an orchid. Uh, he's an orchid or some flower. But I think it's orchids. And it is a certainly a type of people. And they're nice people. So you go there and they got all these competitive for different class orchids. Right? And they give awards for it and things like that. And orchid, orchids, I have to say... Orchids, if you look at them, they are lovely, and they're different. And a lot of times they don't take, they, they take a lot of care, but some of them don't take a lot of care. They're the, But this show isn't about orchids. What I was doing, I was there, my wife goes, there'll be food there. That's what she said to me. I'm the one that said to her, hey, hun, do you want to go to your orchid festival? And she goes, I mentioned that to you earlier in the week, and you didn't pay attention to me. And you know what? I have to say, if someone mentions to me something about orchids up until like a week and a half ago and say, say orchids to me, I'd be like, wow, I just didn't hear that. It's like an apparition. (coughs) I thought you said something, but I don't remember what it is. It just wasn't one of those things that push my buttons or gets my interest. (coughs) Excuse me for a moment. So then I thought, you know what? The wife likes orchids. And other people started mentioning about it. And I go, yeah, that's, you know, one of those things. Any of you that are married, and I know I got an older crowd, sometimes a younger, but this is some younger guys. Listen to this. Listen to this. This is pearls of wisdom. Pearls of wisdom. If you proactively, Look for what your spouse wants, and this goes for girls, likes to do. And you actively go and do it with them without any reluctance or recalcitrance. Meaning you go in there wholehearted, look for, you know, just look at it, pay attention to it, seem interested. And you can become interested, actually. I'm not saying you have to like the same thing the other person likes. But here you go. It, it really gets you a lot of, what would you say, credit. credit. You get a lot of credit from your, your partner when you start doing the things they like. And enjoying it. And not being like, when I go shopping and stuff like that, I am dying. I am dying. You heard me talk about this before. I go there, I single-mindedly, I look for something. I have had an idea of what I want. You know, if I look for a shirt, I need a shirt because of this kind of suit. I want this color suit. I want this kind of cut. I need it to fit like this. And I need, either need shoes or not like that. And I'll look for shoes and they have to be comfortable and stuff like that and go with it. And I know, I know, I know this stuff, but that's it. And sometimes, you know, I'm not a hard to fit guy anymore. You know, I was going to say anymore. When I was younger, I was hard to fit. I was just tall and thin. And I never liked anything I wore. Now it's as I got older, and um, and unfortunately, I take. It sounds cocky. I apologize for this, but I actually fit into clothes really well now. I'm not super big, so I don't have to go to big and tall. I'm like an inch and a half below having to go to big and tall, and my legs and my arms aren't particularly extravagantly longer than either one. They're proportional. So and I'm I'm not that heavy boy it sounds like I'm really kissing my own ass. I'm going to drop that. But what I wanted to get back to Oregon Festival. One of the things I used to notice in things like that every time I go to one of these events, I'd look for where the refreshments are. Do they have beer, wine, drinks? And I saw they had some. They had some beers and they had some wines. I don't think they had any hard liquor. I don't I th- I think you have to get like a catering license or something like similar to that for an event. But they had they had like eight bottles and things like that. that and you know what? I always wonder, how do people make the decisions on what to carry? I mean, they must know the crowd. Orchid Sound, like a place that would be drinking wine or maybe some hard seltzer, certain craft beers. And that's it. And they didn't go. And it didn't really go heavy on it because there wasn't a ton of people there. There was just enough to keep make it worthwhile to have, you know, two two tables that had drinks. And any special event, <coughs> there's always a decision of what you're going to put out there. One of the big events down here is the nautical flea market, and that's in February. And the Upper Keys Rotary uh the nautical flea market where a lot, lot of people come in with nautical themed items or things that are keys themed or things that people need in that kind of environment things that make sense to go to the nautical flea market not it's not all boat it's not all fishing it's uh, but there's clothing and there's art and all this stuff and what they do they raise money and they raise money by people purchasing uh, booth space. And paying for parking when they come in. And also at the stands where they sell beer, wine, and mixed drinks. And the smart thing they do, and I have to say it's super smart. What they do at the drink tent is they carry, I think, about three or four different. They have vodka, gin, rum. I don't think they have tequila. I don't think they have tequila, and it would make uh, some rum punch and bloody marys, and then have the other things like make if they had orange juice and they had tonic and and it, so what they did is they they provide maybe eighty percent eighty percent if you think of beer wine and those four or five bottles of uh, liquor people are outside they are willing. To go now, when you go to a restaurant, if you're at a restaurant, you have to probably carry more of a selection. You want to get different types, different brands, and things like that. But when you have a big event, you want to throw a wide net. The wide net to get all the drinks out that you need and sell. You don't have to go and get pickyoon about having. We're going to have Chardonnay. Cabernet, Merlot. I mean, it's hot outside. I won't carry a ton of that stuff. Not everyone drinks red wine outside. Maybe uh, Pinot Grigio and Sauvignon Blanc. And you could leave off the White Zinfandel because I know there's people that drink White's Zinfandel and there's people that drink Tito's vodka and there's people that drink all sorts of things. But when in a bind, people will buy what you have at an outdoor event. And they'll pay a premium for it. So you don't have to beat everything to everybody. You just got to try to do the most. It's like when you're offering food choices. You know, food choices, you want to have a meat, a non-meat, like a fish, a non-protein, maybe some more vegetable stuff, Maybe a poultry. And then you got it covered. You know, your chicken, your beef, your hot dogs, your fish sandwich down here. Fish sandwich. And you got to Now and now you're going to have to, every now and then you're going to have to throw a vegetarian option in too. Depending on what you want to. But vegetarians, you know, they got to be, they're very selective about their items. So whenever you're setting up something for a big event, don't try to have Everything. Just make sure you get the big ones. You have your vodka, you have your gin, you have your rum. You may have tequila, but don't don't start getting wrapped up in margaritas and stuff like that unless you're selling margaritas and stuff, things like that. Because then there's Bloody Mary, there's screwdrivers and things like that. Most people be perfectly fine with those things. If you have a you have to have a, a morning drink, the screwdriver and the Bloody Mary is easy, easy. And how side. You know, it's nice having a margarita every so often and stuff like that, but that's not people walking around shopping or special events and stuff. They don't necessarily have to have a margarita unless you want to look the feature it. Because we have an event coming up and I always say, listen, we don't want to put out too much. We, get, we put up a satellite bar to take the pressure off. And that's always an excellent thing at a big event. If you have one, if you've done big events and your one concession is always inundated is always inundated with people. It's good to set up satellite ones. That handle specialty items. Not as many items. But some big traffic items. Like... A vodka gin rum drinks. That's it. Nothing fancy. That table. Wine at that table. And it just takes the pressure off of that stuff. Just the more you have. You just... You, you can have one location. Where they can get... Anything they want. Or you have other locations where they get mostly what most people want. And that's really what you want to do. You want to reduce the, uh, reduce the the crowding and the traffic. Well, now is the time for me to talk about our sponsors, Key Largo Chocolates. Key Largo Chocolates is the sponsor of the Key, um, Keys Bartender Show. And it's also a favorite destination for locals and vacationers with locations... In Key Largo at mile marker 100 470 Overseas Highway, and in Almirata, Mile Marker 81-933 Overseas Highway. And if you go there, what you'll find is a hand as an assortment of handmade chocolates, truffles, fudges, oh uh, gosh. Wait, I'm missing some of the best things. Um, 36 small batch ice creams. So it's really Key Largo chocolate and ice cream, but they also have their famous key lime pie and their frozen key lime pie bar. At either location, you cannot go wrong. And when you visit in person, they'll have you'll see, you can take a look at more of their wares, and have a a, a, a website. I'm sorry for a pause there, but it's www.keylargo.com. Uh, KeyLargoChocolates.com Run by Rich and Brana Peterson If you stop in either location Please tell them that the Keys bartender sent you And they do a lot more than Just sell chocolates and ice cream They can also do special events So check them out on their website That's www.keylargochocolates.com Okay, while I was talking about those uh, selection of liquors to have and things like that is really interesting when you go out and, and you see people ordering things and trying to figure out what they're going to have. And you can tell if someone comes up to the bar and they want a certain liquor and you don't have it and they don't drink, you go, whoa. This person is really brand loyal. It's like if you don't have Green Giant cream corn, I'm not eating any vegetables. You know, people just say I'll take corn, or you know. But this happens with liquor all the time. No one does it. No one does it with the vegetables. Are they French? Are they French cut string uh, green beans? No, I'll get them anyway. It's just really interesting that people, uh, when you go up to at the bar, when you come up, when they come in, especially tourists, they don't know what they'd like to drink. And, you know, they're on vacation, so they want to look at what specialty drinks you have. And normally, I have to say four out of five times, they'll have one of the specialty drinks and then they order what they like drinking. I'm always a like drinking kind of person, or look for a, what's a local specialty here. But that's not one of those special frou frou drinks you have. I don't do that anymore, obviously, because I don't drink. But that's what I would do. I mean, I would try the local. I would try the local stuff first. Oh, you have what's local here? What's the local beer? What's the? Do you have a local distillery? Uh, they always want to say fresh fish. Is it local? But they don't ask for a drink or anything. Just show me. Give me that key lime martini. Okay. Let's get on the relationship. Do a little thought experiment with me. Man meets a woman at a birthday party. he throw for a friend. Both the man and the woman have a physical attraction and ease the sociability that lead them to exchange contact information. There is a distinct possibility that both have a goal to gradually become acquainted to see what happens and see how it goes. One of those relationships. And to begin a relationship. And that could end up being long-term. Even in marriage. Any guy, guy, girl, girl, man, woman, whatever. You know, two people and one person, and three, someone, whatever it is. But a more likely scenario is that both people have different goals different goals and values and a man and woman could be focused on let's say the physical relationship they're looking at your how physically attracted you are they are to you and how much you turn them on and that's just they're looking for pleasure you know and it could it could possibly turn into something else but possibly not and it's important sometimes to it's real, it's hard it's hard to establish that in the beginning and say listen I think you're attractive I'm really attracted to you and you don't a lot of people don't say anything after that they just leave it that and get the contact information and then you start. now you can have a man and woman man, a woman either one could be desperately lonely and they're looking for a companion And they start letting their intentions be known right away, you know, on a date site, a dating site. A lot of those catfishing things I have, the people purport to be looking for a serious relationship while they're having conversations with 100 different people. It's kind of ironic. It's not. They're not looking for a special relationship. They're looking for special relationships where someone sends the money. But in this case, I'm saying there are people that are desperately lonely. When they meet someone, they just want to be into it. And sometimes people really smell that. Smell that on you. To get that thing, that desperation that they're doing everything they can. I had a guy. Come into the restaurant, and he set. He brought in white tablecloth. He brought flowers. Um, he wanted to make sure where it was. He wanted it was particularly slow time of year, but so he didn't want to have a big table next to him. He wanted to be off in a corner, and and he was friends with everyone there. And I thought it was sweet, but I also thought. Because of where it was, it smacked of desper- desperation. Where it was in relation to the timeline of the relationship, it was like a first or second date. I think it was a second date. And I think that going all in in the beginning could have very, what do you call it, conflicting results. Your intention is to show someone the depth of your feeling and how much a great guy I am and that, you know, this is how serious I am and I'm very sweet. What you could be putting out there is I'm really desperate and clingy. I've been desperate and clingy before. I have. And I've been jealous. I've been very possessive. And one of those things is you don't kind of want to do that You don't want to be too aloof, but then again, you don't want to be too clingy. And that doing too much in the beginning sometimes is clingy. And it could turn someone off when they enjoy your company. There's nothing like having just a really good meal with someone. And, you know, sometimes... And I used to either move... Sometimes dates would move fast, meaning... I don't want to go into complete detail, but usually sometimes that first night you go on a first date and stuff like that and you close the deal that night. And you know what I mean by closing the deal. If you don't know what I mean by closing the deal, I'll leave it to your imagination. A mutual pleasuring, let's say. Mutual. I hope it was mutual. Who knows? We don't know what's going through someone's head, but you do have a mutual, mutual agreement that that's what you're going to do. Or sometimes you wait, you take your time. And there, sometimes I understand what people say, taking your time is really important. It is important if you're, you're, your intention, your only intention is to perhaps have a long-term relationship. It is important. Is it critical? It's not always critical because there's a lot of people that go to, you know, hit a home run on the first date. And I say hit a home run. They both hit home runs. Mutual home runs on the first date where they sleep together, where they end up winding up in a long-term relationship. There is nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But that's not always the case. You know, some people are just there. They're looking for Short-term physical, uh, you know, sex. They're looking for sex, pleasure, enjoyment. And other people, just other people have goals. So when you see these, all these new sites on there, every site for every group of people, farmer.com, jdate, Christian Mingle, I bet there's, I'm sure there's a Catholic one. I bet there's a, I don't know if there's a Hindu one, because Hindus do really arrange marriages, so they probably have some hybrid one where you arrange it where the mother goes on and the mother, the mothers of the children. That, I, I I could be saying something, and I do not mean to show my ignorance of the Hindu culture uh, by being incorrect but that would probably be a good one to do and it's free for any of you out there to listen you could just yeah you say it would be um, arrangemarriage.com right and you just say my mom picked this guy and i told him what i want to meet and, and then she picked him and we both agree this is the guy for me whatever it is in hindi or urdu whatever language you're speaking But you know when people fill out, when you fill out an application for a job, let's say. You fill out an application. You fill out that application to make yourself look as valuable as possible. The same thing goes on dating sites or relationship sites. You think they ask you a whole bunch of questions. To kind of weed out the, the wheat from the chafe. But that's not always the case. Some people are really good at tests. And really bad at relationships. I was really good at tests. I pretty much had a thing. I said, I'm going to answer this as a persona of someone who is reasonable and loyal. And that's how I'm going to present myself. And then I just go that way and answer that question. Now, I, ha- I never did that. I never got to the point. I wasn't young enough where I was just in there or wasn't. I, I hate this. I don't want to say desperate. Wait, I have someone knocking at the door. Please hold. I'll be right back. Okay, we're back. I had the answer. I had a special delivery. Special delivery, which I'll talk about right at the end of the show. So whenever you're answering a questionnaire on a dating site, you have to be, think about how you answer it and think about how someone a less less beholden to the truth of the matter or desperate to get some attention or get acceptance. They've gone that extra They've gone the extra mile going online. How far do they have to go in order to attract someone else? So they're going to show their best picture because every picture that you see, if you see a, a most on a most social media, I have to be, I guess I have to be exact with these words. People are very choosy about their pictures on most because I've seen ones where I go, Oh my God, look at this picture of this person they posted. Now, if it's a humorous picture, but if it's meant to look good and they think they look good in it and it appears as if they don't look good in it, then you think, oh my God, this is the best picture this person has in themselves. So whenever you see it, you go like this and go, is this current? Isn't that a 1982 Chevy Nova in the background? And it looks brand new. So maybe this person is 40 years older than they say they are. Or maybe they're just into vintage cars. But you just got to be careful on that. So when, when, when you're Dating and you're going out. You just gotta remember, there's a different intention people have and a different way people portray themselves in order to get into a relationship. And it takes a while. That's where time comes. That's where time comes in. Where you have time gives you a chance to find out what a person's really like. You get to see them in the, through the good times and the bad. How they react to the how they react to life. Like. You know, if you're a longtime listener of the show, you hear how me, how I react to things, and that doesn't necessarily make me less or more attractive. It just means you get to know me better. But that getting to know someone better is the exact thing what you need to do in a relationship. Because once that physicality, that physical attraction wears off, if you met him in person and you and the 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 romance, the shine is off the romance, and you're used to seeing them naked. You know what? That other parts come to play, and that's respect and knowing someone and the compatibility. I'll leave it at that. Okay, when I got in the mail today, a couple weeks ago or a couple a month ago, someone contacted me from a distillery in Indiana, and I'm going to contact them to see if they would be interested in being a sponsor to show. But uh, see, they sent it down here, so. What's a bartender to do who doesn't drink? And it's interesting. They say it's sour mash, sweet mash rye. That's right. And this was my thing. And I'll tell you right now, if I was still drinking, I would have cracked that sucker open and poured it neat into a glass and had it. And I know now that, uh, I probably would. I would probably finish. I'm looking at it right there. A third of it. So pretty, pretty lit when my wife got home. But tonight I'm going to give her a shot at that, and then I'm going to take it to work. And I'm going to try it with um, my bourbon drinkers, my bourbon mash drinkers. That, I mean, that's what I'm going to save, and that's going to be mine that I'll sample out. If well, I got to check with the boss first, but. I'll see what happens. I it says right here number one uh, one sweet. She has an award thing on it. So, but let's let me see how it is, and then I'll uh, I'll go and see it because I don't want to advertise something that tastes like shite. Can't say that. I won't. Hey, listen. I know I won't take money for just anything. But let's let's see how it is, right? I can't just do it. And do you think it's incongruent? I'm going to ask. Uh, My fans, do you think it goes against my belief system if I have commercials for liquor on my show? I know it's not a sober show. I mean, I happen to be sober because, but I mean, I've done this show drunk before. I've done this drunk before, three years ago, when the show started over, gosh, almost eight years ago. Oh, more than eight years ago. More than eight years ago, I was. No, I guess about eight years ago, I was drinking. I had just started drinking again after being sober for seven years. And now that I have the notoriety, I get free liquor sent to me and I don't drink. But. It's a Keys bartender show. I don't have a problem with drinking. For other people, it's the drinking problem is mine. And if you think that's incongruent or conflict my beliefs, my belief is you shouldn't drink if you can't drink. And if you do, do it reasonably. So uh, send me some messages. I'm going to get some feedback from you guys. I know some of the people come into the, uh, uh, the catch who listen to the show, and they'll tell me what they... What they think about that. And then they'll probably say, Give me a taste of that whiskey. You know, only certain people ask me a taste of that whiskey. Oh, yeah, this is my buddy Ted from New Jersey. Give it to him. This guy, Walter. Oh, man, it's about. And they're mainly guys, though. Mainly guys. We'll see what happens. Well, I'd like to thank you for listening today. And I will be back again, not tomorrow, but most likely Thursday and Friday. Have a wonderful day. And I'd like to thank, once again, check out the sponsors of the show, Key Largo Chocolates. Their website is www.keylargoschocolates.com. And I'll tell you more about this whiskey later on. Uh, I can't tell you firsthand, but I'll have it. I'll have hearsay evidence. I'll have your say evidence. Talk to you later. Bye.